0: Category is.
1: Hello Maurice, how you doing?
0: I'm well. How are you? Happy International Women's Day.
1: Yes, happy International Women's Day. I'm doing well. I'm good. Busy but blessed.
0: That's the best way to be.
1: Yes. I'm booked and busy.
0: But Where's are you busy? productive. I
1: way. am being productive. So that's good too. Oh, okay. The output is good. And I'm not like crazy stress, stress busy. It's just a mm-hmm. lot of things that need to get done. Yeah. Yeah, what's up
0: with you? Not much. Um, had a pretty chill um time since we last recorded. It was mm-hmm. my niece's birthday on Friday, okay. so she turned two, and so
2: Aww.
0: we had you know the Zoom call, and she was running around, and and her brother was there too. It was it was good Aww, family time. Love it. It's just you know time just goes by so fast, uh, right? These days, and Dang. it kind of made me sad because I do believe that her. First birthday party last year was the last time like the family all got together
1: that makes sense because this week last year was the last week of normalcy and mm-hmm. none of us had any yeah. idea what we were in store for yeah
0: and here we are a year later wow. um yeah so it was good and then um my friend marky in toronto had his uh 40th birthday party had like a zoom yeah. get together so that was cute it was oh, fun yeah, it was fun. Like, he had um, Tainomi from Drag Race was on there. Uh, Tainomi Banks? Uh-huh. I saw his
1: Instagram yeah. um, that it was his birthday. Wow. Well, happy birthday, Marky.
0: Yeah, and he had a DJ. And I couldn't get my audio to work for some reason, but it looked like they had a good time. Yeah. But, uh, so, shout out to Marky. Today is his, is his actual birthday. Too,
1: so. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so happy birthday. Well, happy birthday. All these March birthdays. Mm-hmm. All the listeners know March is my per- my birthday month, so I end the month. <laughs> the
0: whole month, okay.
1: The whole month. Yes, <laughs> shout out to all the fellow March babies. Yeah, our second birthday in COVID.
0: Oh, what have
2: you
1: been up to? Nothing. Just uh hanging with the boyfriend over the weekend. I did catch up with a friend yeah. that I hadn't seen with last March. Uh So you know, me and her just was like a little. Brunch, and that was pretty much it. Been watching a lot of TV again. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that's all I do on the weekend, um, but that's pretty much it. been working. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. There is one show that I've been watching, it's really good. It's called Ginny in Georgia.
0: The one that Taylor Swift got a problem with,
1: is it? Oh, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Did you, you didn't hear about it's, that? Yeah, it was like to me, it wasn't that serious. It's like, girl. It was a whack joke. It was kind of funny, but also true.
0: Yeah. A hit dog will holla. So the joke was, I don't know the premise of the show. I think it was like a teen mom and like the kid is like, is she biracial? Yes, she's biracial. Yeah. And then um, the kid made a joke like, whatever, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift. or Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. And Taylor Swift went on social media and was, like, having a problem with it. And then she called out uh, uh, Netflix as well. Because didn't she have, like, a documentary or something?
1: Yeah, like Miss America or something like that. Yeah, or something like Mm. that.
0: But anyway,
1: girl, I guess. Too funny.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, but it's it's a good show. It's, like, a teen angsty show. It's about the mother who had her baby as a teenager. And now her trying to like maneuver her way but there's some other plot story behind it that makes it a little bit more scandalous and sophisticated and i just love the mother um character whose name is georgia it's really really good it's cutesy good it's like um emily and paris cute that's hmm. an easy watch you know it probably ain't gonna win no awards but it's still good programming you know we have range we can (laughs) can watch it all (laughs) yes all right so, um, I know what we both did this Sunday, so I think we should um, discuss what we're drinking and then hop into the show.
0: Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Okay, so what are you drinking this
0: week? This week I am in part two of my With Co um, cocktail situation, so shout out to my girl Trina for sending these over. Um, this week I have an old-fashioned,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. this
0: is uh, kind of ties into what we were, we'll be talking about later, because, you know, they're old-fashioned. Right. Old but right. they describe the drink as smooth and classic. Um, mm. Just a splash of this old-fashioned wins over even the toughest critic, I guess. <laughs> it has Madagascar vanilla bean, pure orange um, oil, some bitters, cinnamon, a little bit of sugar. And you drink this with bourbon or whiskey.
1: Yes. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. What
0: about you?
1: I, I'm just having a nice glass of Cabernet because it's Monday, so I have a lot of work to do, and I'm just going to have about maybe two glasses. You know, okay. I'm still uh, watching my intake on alcohol and carbohydrates, so yeah, just a little bit of wine. Mm-mm-mm. I should be sipping tea, you know, <laughs> because a lot of tea was spilled on Sunday during the mm-hmm. Oprah interview. So let's get into it, Maurice.
0: Yeah, so CBS had this sit-down interview with the Queen of Media, Oprah Winfrey. She sat down with Harry and Meghan, the Duke mm-hmm. and Duchess of Sussex in California to talk about, I guess, their past year right. or years <laughs> in, uh, in the royal family. And it was... Whew, It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, we'll start off from the top. Oprah looked good. She had a little purple, lavender, mauve situation. But then she had on her interview wig. So she wears this wig (laughs) for every interview. She had it for the Barack one. And it just isn't the best wig that she got.
1: I don't think so.
0: But, you know.
1: Because it doesn't look like the hair is growing out of her scalp. Like, it's not a lace front. It's definitely like a... A shake and go put on, but yeah. It, it was a, a lot of hair. It was very full, so mm-hmm. it, it was it was an interesting look, especially paired with the glasses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Megan looked a good. She is in probably what late second trimester.
1: Yeah, you can definitely pregnancy. see
0: she's
1: pregnant with that face.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> she had on a black uh a black dress. I believe it was what Armani or.
1: Emporio Armani.
0: Yeah. Like a almost a $5,000 dress. Um <laughs> And, you know, she looked good. She, you know, was full and, you know, had the hair pulled back and, and she just looked good. The outfit was very reminiscent. The color pattern at least was very reminiscent of the Diana interview with Martin Bashir. Uh-huh. And so it was like the black and the white. Um, Look, and you know, I guess in the same vein of Diana, she came to spill it all. She was actually yes. wearing Diana's um diamond bracelet, okay. yeah. And then Harry joined them later, and um, you know, he looked at Harry.
2: Yeah, he looked good. Yeah.
0: So they start off, and you know, Oprah says, you know, just want to let everyone know you didn't get paid for this interview. Um, nothing is off limits. You have not seen the questions ahead of time. And we are not at my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's a beautiful backyard and garden, uh not as beautiful as mine. I don't live here. <laughs> you yeah. know, Oprah wasn't given no information. She wasn't yeah. trying to be connected to that place at all.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't Harry and Meghan's um yard either.
1: Right, which also yeah. makes sense for like security reasons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Privacy. So they start off from the top and um, you know, one of the first questions that they wanted to talk about was obviously like the media and, you know, the royal family and how does she feel? So mm-hmm. she starts off talking about how um, her first time meeting the queen and she didn't know how to curtsy. And it was right. very, very, um, like it wasn't planned. It was kind of just a random like, well, she had the house. <laughs> you want to stop by? Right. <laughs> and, you know, then Fergie came out. So you know she name dropped Fergie, and um, she had to learn to curtsy like right there in the driveway.
1: Yeah, she said she did a
0: deep curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Margaret Thatcher from The Crown? Right. Yeah, but um, and then you know they start talking about like the wedding. She dropped the bombshell that she and Harry actually got married three days before. Okay. The service that we saw on TV, which. That makes a lot of sense. And that's probably something that if I were in a situation I would want to do too. Right. Because the wedding's not about you at that point.
1: Especially on this scale. I mean, it was yeah. an international affair. Mm-hmm. You know, millions of people from around the world tuning in. That was like a you know, a, a public act or an official act for her becoming, you know, a member of the royal family.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's sweet
1: that they had, you know, the Archbishop of Canterbury just do it with just them two in the backyard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how the witness situation is because don't you need witnesses? You do to sign the death? To sign right, well, but maybe so. It
1: was an actual wedding or was it more of a ceremonial thing?
0: I think it was actual. She made mm. it sound like it was real because she was like, "Our right. documents or their um, marriage license or certificate or whatever
1: hmm. has a different
0: date on it than the oh, uh, wow. May 18th. Okay, Um, so then you know they start talking about the media and the tabloids and. The treatment of of Megan and, you know, Oprah brings up this uh, tabloid story that says. um, Megan made Kate Middleton cry over like something trivial, like the flower girl dresses and. Megan dropped another bombshell and said, no, that didn't happen. And actually, it was the reverse of the situation. So Kate Middleton made Megan cry. Over. Right. The bridesmaids' dresses.
1: You know, me, I'm messy. I need more tea. I need more deets. I'm like, but well, what exactly was going on, you know, I, with the bridesmaids' dresses? I want all of the details. She didn't get into the specifics.
0: Yeah. But, I think you know. it was um, a rough week because, you know, what was going on that week was like the dad and like the pictures right. came out and, you know, the paparazzi got him in Mexico and then he was selling them to the to the tabloids. And then it was like, well, cause you remember all them stage photographs he took yes. where he was getting measured for the tux in the front window of the of the um, suit shop where he was at the internet cafe, Googling like British right. landmarks. And then he was reading some kind of book. I was like, girl, okay, you sitting in the front window doing right. all of this. And then, um, then he quote unquote had a heart issue and couldn't make the wedding. And then, so I think it was a lot of kind of that was going on. And, you know, Megan was obviously very stressed out. And, you know, you have this thing on this massive scale. Right. And so I feel like, and she kind of alluded to it that. She, she did. Like, you
1: know, think of anyone, just a normal person's wedding. That's not going to mm-hmm. be broadcast. That's not this major uh, international affair. That doesn't have this level of historical significance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean anyone would crumble under that pressure or be highly stressed or kind of be on edge. So to me, like the fact that it was less like, at first when she said, oh, I cried, Kate made me cry over the flower girl dresses. I'm like, that's so little. But mm-hmm. again, I could just imagine myself in her position and I would just, any little thing could set me off.
0: Set right? it off, yeah. Because
1: at first, yeah. I, I, that's why I was like, well, girl, what happened? But it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. And I th- I'm happy she didn't address it because it's like, it's bridge- uh, water under the bridge. She said that. Kate apologized, brought mm-hmm. her flowers, did all the things she would have done. But the focus of her saying that was not that Kate made her cry or that she made Kate cry. It's mm-hmm. that the media switched the narrative
0: mm-hmm. like to six her, months later.
1: Right. To make her look mm-hmm. a certain kind of way.
0: Yeah. And huh. she said that was the turning point. Right. Like that's when she realized that, okay, mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I think that was definitely probably the beginning of pitting Kate against Megan. I think, you know, we see it in the, within the rap world, uh, the <laughs> female rappers. We see it with, with actresses. I think that society doesn't really know how to allow two women who are both good at what they do mm-hmm. exist on their own or exist in a space. They have to pit them against one another, mm-hmm. compare them um, in tear one of them down because like Mm -hmm. she said there has to be a
0: hero uh, and a a villain villain. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but she then she said that also you know there doesn't have to be that polarity it doesn't have to be you know if you love Mm -hmm. her if you love me you don't have to hate her and you know if you love me or love her you don't have to hate me you know they can like you said they can still exist right in the same space at the same time
1: I know, you know, these aren't real queens, but even within drag queens, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, it's, I think it's people's natural inclination to pit people against one another or to compare other people. And when you might be, even though you might be a big fan of someone,
2: mm-hmm. you're
1: going to tear the other person down because you think it's elevating a person that you support. And that's just not really the case. And I think that changing that construct I don't even know how to begin to do that, because I think it's just it's, yeah it's, it's rampant across social media, and it's actually gotten exacerbated, and that's just how people kind of operate. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because she was at the brunt of a lot of bullshit.
0: Yeah, but I feel like, and you know, she did say this as well is that everyone knew the story was false, like her people, hate hates people. Okay. Um, like, her staff, Kate's staff, like the palace staff, everyone who was there and involved knew the story wasn't true, but then no one negated it on the record. Like no one went to, you know, these same media people who Mm -hmm. crafted the narrative and switched the story around. And she said, you know, she went to them and said, well, why can't you just say, you know, this isn't true. Correct me if I'm wrong as a resident
1: Anglophile. Doesn't the crown usually doesn't respond or comment on tabloid information or that kind of? They don't provide official press releases or statements, right, for anyone
0: until this week. But they, um, (laughs) they do have an unofficial motto: it's uh, never complain, never explain. And so Mm -hmm. they typically, yeah, they typically do not um, like go on the record and kind of make you know these statements, but there's ways to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you can have an unnamed palace source or, you know, senior um, staff member who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Like, there's ways to do it, and they do it. And like she said, they're, they're, these same palace aides are, are willing to, you know, tell lies to, um, you know, kind of kill a story. She's like, but they wouldn't tell the truth in her situation to you know right. to kill the story to protect her so right wow yeah Mm-mm-mm.
1: so what else happened after so after that cuz it was various segments it was a lot of commercials by the way it was
0: but, especially but in you, the first half hour
1: yeah but i think that they knew that the commercial spots were going to sell a lot cuz everyone was watching this but i oh. feel like
0: they the sold each commercial for, yeah, they sold each commercial for $325,000. Wow.
1: I was
0: Insane. like, damn, is this the Super Bowl?
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. But let me look at my notes. Um, one thing that was really interesting to me was um, when she began to kind of talk about how isolated she, feel, she felt within that position and, you know, that she wrote to the queen, she wrote to the family saying, I'm here, use me, I'm fully dedicating my life to this, I know who I'm Mm -hmm. marrying, I'm signing up for this. And then, you know, obviously, once you get to the belly of the beast, it's sometimes very different than what you thought it was. But before, you know, getting involved before marrying into the family. And I think that, um, which really, really maybe I'm just naive or I don't know, but I didn't realize how much they limited her voice in terms of her not being able to respond, or not say anything, uh, but also limited her movement. Like, she wasn't allowed to leave the house, she wasn't allowed to see her friends, she wasn't allowed to go to lunch. And that, to me, is like, wow, kind of had me thinking like of this fairy tale, like just Rapunzel being locked up in a tower. Everyone thinks <laughs> it's glamorous and lovely, and you have access to all these jewels and you go to these fancy events, but she seemed very lonely
0: yeah i do think it's a very um isolated existence existence and some of that is i don't know is it the you know we gotta keep you safe or we gotta you know kind of control the image or Uh what but i do i felt always felt like a lot of stuff happened like behind the scenes like they might not always be out on the town and doing you know this that and third but you know they have a schedule that they have to maintain we ain't got Um, to go to yoga yoga can come to you come to you exactly right right and i
1: think it was hard for her because unlike harry she didn't grow up in this he knows he knows nothing else right but she was like she said an independent woman she Mm -hmm. had a marriage before she had a career and to be so limited i think was really culture shock. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, like, no one prepares you for this. And she alluded that other members of the family might get prepared for this, but she definitely wasn't prepared for this. And this was probably the one moment in the interview where I was like, okay, girl, really? But she was like, well, no one taught me the national anthem. They know I'm American. And I was like, girl, where's your initiative? Like, you know, you're about to marry to this whole family. I would have been Googling the lyrics to the national anthem, like even, you know, my boyfriend's from Australia. I'll be Googling he the national anthem, the States, the, the territories, because I take an interest in where he's from. Right. And it's just like, why did you expect someone to sit down and teach you all of this stuff?
0: Um, I don't know. I feel like, like that is a reasonable um thought that she had, expectation that she had. Yeah. Because she's american she you know if she were were british then yes you you would expect her to have a working knowledge of a lot of this stuff but again she didn't know how to curtsy <laughs> she didn't know the national <clears throat> anthem she you know she didn't know these hymns for the church of england we don't have the church of england over right. here and their stuff sound real boring and, okay. <laughs> and you know it would be like someone expecting you to know all the Catholic stuff or like something completely different, another a different religion than what you have been, you know, um exposed to. Sure. And I just think that, you know, moving to a new country and giving up your career and you know, basically having to assimilate into this culture that you have you know nothing about mm-hmm. is kinda wrong. Like, yeah, there should have been someone to guide her. There should have been someone to you know, have these quote unquote classes and, you know, it's not like um, princess diaries where they kind of put the book on your head and, you know, teach you how to walk and how to speak and how to do all this. You know, I feel like, yeah, I would expect that too. I don't Mm -hmm. think that's unreasonable. And I'm pretty sure that they did that for other members.
1: Right. Because I mean, not again, I'm kind of like, you know, going against what we just talked about. But I'm sure that they did that for Kate to a certain extent. Not mm-hmm. that I should be comparing her to Kate, but unless you're only reason I'm comparing is because she's the first that comes to mind of someone who married into the family. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like expect that anyone who was born royal to have a class because it's just your way of life since birth. It's just second nature to you. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, for people who are marrying into the family, it would be helpful, right? But I guess, like, in in the moment when she was saying it, I was like, well, girl, where's your initiative? But now that you say what you said, there's so much to learn, and there's so much that's foreign to her. And she is on this major platform. She's the Mm -hmm. most photographed woman in the world. She doesn't want to mess up. Right, and she did say that. She
0: wanted to make them proud, and Mm -hmm. she wanted, you know, to, you know, basically prove to them that, hey, you know, I'm committed to doing this and doing this job, and I'm here for for y'all, so, you know, use me to mm-hmm. the best and i i think she the most basic probably lesson that she probably got was who to curtsy to and when the protocol probably. like that was probably the basic right that she but, got. It, but,
1: but it's also indicative and should have tipped her off to the idea that these are the royals they're not used to having to accommodate others needs um or or bend to the will of others because the, the protocol in the culture requires everyone to kind of Bow down to them, so how, do they even have the human skill set to even recognize that, hey, she might not know what she's doing, let's help her, but that's where I guess the firm comes in, right because she keeps referring to like the firm or the institution
0: yeah there's you no know... they're two separate okay things they're um so the firm is more like the family the the queen uh Duke of Edinburgh, you know Charles, Camilla, and the princes you know, the family, Mm -hmm. like that's the firm. But the institution is like the advisors and like the team and you know, the comms people and the Mm -hmm. people who work at the palace, like that's the institution. And they kind of run the show unofficially unofficially. But you know, they
1: are they old school courtiers, like essentially. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, they have that proximity to power and you know they like the flex that, right nah you can't talk to her today or you know you can't do this today or you know i run the show it's like <laughs> yeah because if
1: you're in charge of the people who are in power and privileged mm-hmm. then it probably is like a baby power trip
0: it's a power trip yeah right. yeah right exactly so let's get to the next part which was horrible um and, you know, Megan went on the record to kind of correct some things that we had heard in the in the news and, and things like that. So she said that the title or the decision for her child not to have a title was mm-hmm. not made by her or Harry. Right. Um, she said that, you know, someone decided that he wasn't going to have a title and they had to just deal with it. Um, right. Because And they also said with that, that he wasn't going to get any security, that, you know, he would basically be unprotected. And, you know, she thought that. And they said the reason why he wouldn't have security is because he wouldn't have a title. And so she was like, well, just give him a title.
1: Right. (laughs) You know, security, because the security is what we really want. Is what
0: they want. Yeah. And.
1: Because don't like lower royals or i don't want to say lower but like princess eugenie and don't they have titles right Mm -hmm. and aren't they lower ranked than archie yes so again what's what's the justification Mm -hmm. i don't get the, the reasoning for not giving him a title especially because he will be the first person of color Within this family, it kind mm-hmm. of like makes you give them the serious side eye. Like, what's the basis for not giving him a title? Because how much is, does it cost to protect Fergie's kids?
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so she said that with that, you know, they were having conversations about, um you know, him not having a title. And then she dropped the bomb that someone in the family had concerns about how dark. Her child would be when it was born.
1: Who child? That was like the the bombshell of the evening.
0: And Oprah was like, "Say what?"
1: Oprah looked like, she wanted to fight somebody. Okay?
0: <laughs> oh. She she was like, "Who? Who was it? Who, yeah, who,
1: who was it?" And I think that was everyone's knee jerk reaction because i know, mean, oh, like, yeah. "Well, who was it? Who said that?" Because we can we can fight right now. Because I feel like making my cousin and you talking about my little
0: cousin, <laughs> right?
1: So we can and, we can fight.
0: And Black Tudor blew up. Because we want to know who it was, who it is, mm-hmm. who do you think it was.
1: Well, if you keep watching the interview, once <clears throat> Harry comes on, Harry states that it was not his grandmother or grandfather. So, it was not Queen Elizabeth or Prince Philip, right? But I believe
0: he didn't Go say ahead. that. He didn't say that on camera. It was in the extended um, clips the next morning, and yes. Oprah said it. Oprah said that to yeah. Gail. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry.
1: But I knew that that was the case. Um, but the wording that both Megan and Harry use is that it was a senior member of the family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just going down in seniority, and next is Charles, and after Charles is William,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I'm like, hmm. And now I'm like, would a woman say that? And I don't really think that Kate would say that.
0: No, I feel like Kate was just very not present for megan like I, I just feel like she just kept well you know she lazy. in that like yeah
1: <laughs> she'll want to do more than she have to exactly. she's she, she a bare minimum bitch but i'm like hmm so part of me felt like it was charles because i'm like he's older you know he grew up in a different time period that could be of concern but then part of me feels like william just ignored as shit and it's like whatever little brother i'm gonna say what I want to say and say how I feel. I'm next king. What's he gonna look like? Like what's his skin color gonna be?
0: hmm Yeah. So Megan said it first, and she you know, she said she didn't want to say because um it'd be very um damaging. Damaging to this individual. And so at first, well, I already knew who it was because I read the book and Oop. um Oop. <laughs> finding freedom. By okay. Omid um Scobie. Okay. And so um
1: So you knew about this already.
0: Yeah. But it kinda just confirmed because, you know, Omid the reporter he gives, you know, the behind the scenes lurk looks, but he I mean he wasn't there for everything. But, you know, the story got back to him. But um so if I were just hearing it and not, you know, knowing this, I mean I wouldn't think it was Charles because, you know, like later in the interview. Um, Harry, you know, talks about his relationship with his father. And I feel right. like if his dad had said that, then he wouldn't have been so still wanting to like work on the relationship and like, okay, still stay, you know, in communication. So obviously it was William because, um, in the book, the author says that, you know, something happened very early on. Um, William made some you know, inappropriate comments about Megan and that was the downfall of the relationship between the brothers. He didn't say Mm -hmm. what it was but now that, you know, the interview is out, now we know what it was.
1: Okay. Because the brothers are definitely estranged. They haven't talked. They don't keep in touch. He does say that he's, you know, he he, at one point he said his father stopped taking his calls. Yeah. but (laughs) It cut him off financially. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they do seem like they work, that there's some communication there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, anytime they would be in the same place, like, just the looks on their faces are, like, mm. like, animosity and anger and hate. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's how you can tell it was William.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. That's really fucked up. Yeah. Because it's just... But it goes to a point, too, that kind of... Uh, Harry alluded to, you know, because Harry said that he's always been in this position of privilege. You know, he never really had to think about race. And it wasn't until he met Megan that she kind of opened his eyes mm-hmm. to her lived experience and the thing that she the things that she has to go through as a woman who is biracial or a woman of color. And I think that he really was able to get an education mm-hmm. from her because he was insulated from that he never had to think about that and that really does speak to white male privilege they they there's certain areas where they are just totally blind Mm -hmm. because they've never had to confront those issues and i think that harry's the type of dude where he was open to hearing the issue instead of just discounting it because it wasn't his experience he understands that his experience is not the sole one you know Mm -hmm. but the whole what does he look like I had a whole bunch of stuff to say, because I was like, first of all, Megan is very, she can pass, right? I mean, I can look at her and see she's black, looking at that texture hair, and just her features. I could see she's black. I could see that she's probably mixed. Um, maybe to the untrained eye, she could pass for a white woman, but she ain't fooling me. But, let's be real, on this, she's liked her. So I'm like, well, her with Harry, how dark could the baby really be? But then. I had to remind myself that sometimes the genes be acting up. Sometimes you got two light light-skinned people come out with a really dark baby. Like, there's really no formula for mm-hmm. for for skin tone, and um, I know that as a black person. But I, I was just shocked that, you know, this person, the senior member of the family, said that to Harry. You know, because how do you even come back from that?
0: Apparently, you don't. Cause it's been over two years and. Since so they spoke, they out. still ain't back. Yeah, wow. Uh, I, yeah, it just that was a, that was a sad part of the interview because you could tell mm-hmm. it really affected Megan, and then she also looked very nervous. Like she was like, "Oh, should I have said that?"
1: Right. Because she started right.
0: like shifting in her seat, and then she started mm-hmm. like adjusting um her her dress and and the body language. Yeah, and. It just was, you know, just another reminder of like, damn.
1: Right. And I'm, I'll say this. I remember when she got married, I was very excited. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. I was like, this is this historic moment. This Black American woman divorcee is marrying into the royal family. I thought and was hopeful that the, the royal family would use her in such a way to kind of modernize themselves mm-hmm. and to kind of help the world because let's be honest, the Commonwealth countries, Britain was a great empire, they ruled the world. You know, like have a different look on 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 race, race relations. Mm-hmm. But the relationship between the British royal family and the British media or press is a precarious one, uh, as was told in the interview. And it, it, it goes to show that although I was hopeful that this black woman could ascend to this role and have some Uh, influence throughout the world on a global scale that she was a duchess a black duchess yes but even she was not insulated from racism Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and she was i mean how where else could she go she was you know having tea with the queen and even there she was not protected Mm -hmm. she was the victim of racism and it was just upsetting because you hope that the world's better than that clearly
0: not yeah and you know she talked about that too saying that um the members of the family themselves are saying hey you know we're subject to the tabloids as well like we've had bad stuff written about us too and you know Mm. just basically deal with it and get over it and they didn't offer you know any kind of support and she's like well you know there's a difference between being rude and being racist and so you know her Ethnicity became Mm. such a huge, you know, point for the media to like, just say whatever they wanted to say, bring Mm -hmm. race into it. Like they, the thing with the, what was it? The chimpanzee talking about her baby. It was like, y'all ain't have that. racism. Yeah. Like they not doing that to y'all. So, you know, you can't say it's the same thing. You can't equate it Mm. in that way.
1: And I get where the crown is coming from with not wanting to, you know, comment on every, you know, uh, unsourced statement in the press, because that would be their main job all day. It, it's just also like, no shade, but like, a queen don't come off her throne to, to, to discuss shit with peasants. So like, just don't acknowledge it. I'm not going to even address it. But there's certain things that you absolutely should acknowledge mm-hmm. and address. Yeah. And one of those things is racism. Yeah. And, well... it's, not, it's not the same as, some, as any other silly little scandal. hmm it's much much deeper and it's mm-hmm. systemic and it's ingrained and institutionalized and the crown or the firm or whatever perpetuates it by not defending a member yeah. of their family
0: yeah and this was really their only shot at inclusion and diversity for a generation like we're not going to see mm-hmm. any kind of inclusion or diversity again until uh, Prince George comes out of the closet and marries. I want to marry some Asian twink.
2: Like that oh, is child. the
0: closest we're gonna get, and that's gonna be in probably thirty another thirty years. Mm-hmm. So you know, like Harry said at the end, like they lost, you know, one of their biggest assets that they could have ever hoped, you know, hoped for, and she was and good.
1: They, and she, and that's what he said. He said it all happened after they got back from their Australia trip mm-hmm. uh, or tour, rather, and. Oprah Mm -hmm. kind of drew a parallel between Charles and Diana's Australian tour and Harry and Meghan's. And he was like, the thing was, is that even though she was so untrained or she didn't have the intro to Royalty 101, Mm -hmm. she was still so good. And she Mm -hmm. connected with the people and the people adored her. But what they didn't realize was that the reason that the people and the public adored her, as opposed to, I hate to do it again, but uh, Kate Right. Mm-hmm. Is is because she was a self-made woman. She had a career. She had some life experience. It seems as though in my observation that Kate was just prepped to marry Williams since high school. And that was her accomplishment. Whereas Megan has had other accomplishments. She was part of the UN. She had her own blog, television show. She was a member in various foundations. Like she had mm-hmm. all these experiences that made her a more well-rounded, well-rounded. And whole woman.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and that related to a lot of people in addition to the fact that she was you know this fresh breath of air to the royal family and so different in an opportunity to modernize the royal family mm-hmm. they just didn't know what to, what to do with her but then they were so they did nothing and then when she still killed the game as black women often do you know black women come in and save the day they're okay. undervalued and not appreciated you know black women it happens in your workplace your other colleagues don't have the same output or the same, you know, work product that you mm-hmm. do, and you're not valued. You don't get that raise. And then they try to sabotage you. But it's just, it, it's shocking that it happened to someone of her
2: stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about the thing that had me the saddest and was the most real and honest and vulnerable moment. Yeah. Um, You know, as someone who has suffered with depression and had, you know, thoughts of ending my life and things like that. When she sat there and she said, you know, I was having these thoughts that kept me up at night and they were clear and methodical. And it seemed like that was the best option to end this pain and make it better for everybody was to take my life. I literally just, I lost it and I had a tear because it was very personal and mm-hmm. it felt very real. And the way that she explained it was so honest and so vulnerable. And she was just like, you know, I should be better than this. I, I, can't, I can't be weak. I don't know. There's shame. There's so much shame with um, realizing that feeling, knowing that it's foreign, but then trying to communicate it to someone. Because we in our society, we stigmatize and shame depression. And the and these thoughts and feelings because you should be better than that just pick yourself up and then what then the optics of well you're a princess you're a duchess what do you have to you know to be upset mm-hmm. about it, it, like who would understand you but the fact that she spoke to Harry and he understood lets me know that he's a really good husband and a great man and it's upsetting that she went to the firm or people within the family to ask for help and didn't get any mm-hmm. and the and, and the most poignant part part for me as someone who struggled with this is just when she said um, they were at an event and i remember because she wore this beautiful like navy blue sequin gown
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i remember you and i always talking about her fashions we mm-hmm. didn't know all this was happening in the background and it, it could be the happiest or most privileged people but you don't know what's going on in their life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and the depression is, is is valid no matter how much is in the bank or what they do but when she said harry said to her maybe you should stay home and she said i can't be left alone."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was so, so real to me, because when you have that feeling of, that, that is just honest and clear and methodical, and you've thought about it and you're just calm about it, you don't want to be left alone because you're scared of what you may do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, I was just like, wow, and my heart broke for her a thousand times, you know, but I think that we don't talk enough about mental health. I don't mm-hmm. think we talk enough about women. Partic- in particular in their mental health, and how anyone can succumb to the vitriol on the internet. And I, I'm just proud that she was able to stand and speak as a strong woman uh, in this interview, because it, it it was a journey, you know? But it's just, mm-hmm. it, that, that to me was the most touching and saddening part, but I was able to really relate to her a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that caught Oprah too, because she was like...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Took off the glasses, and even Oprah that.
2: was just like, What do you say? What do you say? Mhm, you know, yeah, That it was that was a sad part, mm-hmm. um it was just,
0: I think you know you just kind of feel bad that you know once she's even at that low point, and then you know Harry said he felt helpless, he didn't know how you know or. To Mm -hmm. help her or what to do, just you know, other than you know being there, and they wanted to get her help, but you know that's not a conversation that would go well, you know, with the the powers that be, and right, you know, she said that she wanted she you know after like the night after that, the morning after, I'm sorry, she um you know went to the the institution or the 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 HR, and she you know said that hey, I need help, I want to get help, I want to Check myself in, you know, to somewhere. And they're like, you can't do that. Right. Because of how, how, would that, how would that look? You know, and Oprah was like, you know, you're a duchess. You're in, in the palace. Like, you can, you can just go. And she's like, what am I going to do? Call an Uber to the palace and, you know, tell them to come pick me up. She didn't have, they took her phone, her passport, her, passport, her license, you know, like she was trapped. There.
2: Yeah, it was really giving prison vibes, you know, like okay. you are trapped.
0: Yeah, like girl, you been held hostage.
2: Wow,
1: that's so sad. Mm-hmm. So, what else? What else from the interview was really interesting for you?
0: Um. So then, you know, Prince Harry comes out, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was just my TV, but did you notice that they blurred his bald spot? no yeah so he's thinning pretty badly up top okay but on my tv at least they kind of blurred it out because you could see like megan's part you could see you know oprah's wig but his <laughs> was like blurred on top so maybe oh, go wow. back and see if it's the same on your tv i couldn't be the only one that noticed it, noticed that but
1: i mean i didn't notice i
0: really wasn't looking for it
1: um but you know, he's allowed to be vain. He's human too. And the way that the what? media comes after them, you do want to kind of protect yourself in the way that you look. You know?
0: Because
1: given everything that you're talking about, mm-hmm. the shallow media will focus on the bald spot in the middle of his yeah,
0: head. That's true. You know? That's but
1: he's true. still better looking than um his brother. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. But um, so he comes out, he talks about um, you know, the turning points and like when he decided, you know, I got to get my family out of here. And, you know, he talks about the timeline because, you know, that was another issue, too, because everything was being uh, misreported and saying that they blindsided the queen and they just up and, you know, dipped one day without telling her. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, no, you know, this was very planned out. You know, there were multiple conversations uh with the queen. Then, you know, he said he was talking to his father until his father stopped answering his calls and was just like, put it in an email. Right. And so that he had to write out the plan and this is how it got leaked to the press because his dad was like, write it out, write everything out and send it to me. He sends it to Charles wow. and then the staff get a hold of it and then they leak it to the press prematurely. Wow. Um, and then, you know, add on top of this, they were taking away the security they were taking away the patronages they were taking away all this stuff and um (laughs) you come to find out like they were you know kind of back and forth um Mm. in Canada and then they were coming back to the UK on like January 6th I believe and they were supposed to like go visit the queen and spend overnight and you know have uh, time with the kid with the baby and and things like that but one of the secretaries kind of you know blocked all of that and they like changed her schedule and like, no, mm. you can't come anymore. Right. And so he says, you know, he calls her. This is all in the Oprah extra um footage the next the next morning where she's you mm-hmm. know, he says he calls the queen and she's like, Yeah, like now all of this stuff is in my schedule and I didn't know about it.
2: Right. Um I, I liked when Harry came out because I felt like a lot of the
1: issue for them leaving was due to lack of support because mm-hmm. of who Megan was. So I feel like Megan having that time to kind of speak her truth mm-hmm. and be the the princess that got her voice back, if you will. Um, Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, need, that needed to happen. Yeah. Because I, I honestly believe in my heart that if Harry had decided to marry a white woman, even an American white woman, mm-hmm this shit would have played out totally different. Mm, mm-hmm. You can't deny how, mm-hmm. what race played in this. Um, you know, and even within race, Megan is still a very privileged person due to her lighter skin tone. Because if if he had come home with like a Lupita Nuongo, oh. the situation would have been crazy, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I think that it was great for him to come out as the husband, as a support, to his wife Mm -hmm. and there's also things that she she, like you said she didn't want to say that Mm -hmm. he needed to kind of say and speak up on but I was really really just shocked when they were just like you know we moved to Canada everyone you know people knew where we were staying Mm -hmm. the risk the security risk the death threats were still there Mm -hmm. and now you're removing our security so people know where we are we're sitting ducks Mm -hmm. the borders are about to close
0: yeah even his Mm -hmm. security because like he should have security. Right. Because it seemed like a punishment almost yeah, for marrying her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, so you remove his security? And my thing is, this, okay, so they're they're a married couple, with, you know, or with a family. Are you just gonna secure him but not her? So she'll should and sit go down? Like, come on. But then to find out that it was Medea to the rescue.
0: Medea's witness protection program. You know, child.
1: Medea said, You can come live here. I got your security. You can stay on the compound. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. Go ahead, Medea. I had no idea that that happened.
0: You didn't? No. You didn't know they were staying at his house? No, One I didn't. One of his homes? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But they stayed there for a few months. Mm-hmm. and While you know, they could that, get their stuff together. While they could figure out their next move. And that was, you know, kind of what they needed. Because they were staying at that mansion in um, Vancouver Island. And it was it was secluded, but, right. you know no security and everyone knows where you are and no thanks. Right. And, you know, no one really knew where the Tyler Perry house was. And, you know, he got security and secret rooms in there and dungeons. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sex dungeons or whatever. Right. But, um, but, yeah, that was the time that they needed to kind of, like, one, exhale. Because, you know, ooh, we're, we're mm-hmm. here. We need to settle. We need, you know, to figure out what we're going to do and you know they had security they had a you know secure location they were no one knew where they were and they could kind of just right relax and get it together yeah so i mean i think that was good that was a godsend for them Mm -hmm. but now it's like you know
1: to find out that his father charles stopped taking uh harry's calls cut them off financially Mm -hmm. got rid of their security he said you know i just need to make enough money to secure my family and it's it's kind of beautiful, po in a poetic way that he was able to rely on the money his mother left him mm-hmm. to take care of that in the meantime yeah. while they were selling, um, signing, and executing these million dollar deals. Because the fact of the matter is, is that they gonna be okay, mm-hmm. but they just had to kind of like adjust, get their regroup, yeah, and get together since they were just cut off, yeah, and almost it seems like they was exiled, you know, in a way, but yeah. in a way they were. But you know, there's some people. You know, today on the internet, it's been the talk of the internet. It's been all over. I've been looking at BuzzFeed. There's been some funny memes. You know, the internet will always give you a meme. Always. You know, there's a lot of celebrities who had a whole bunch of shit to say. But it's just like, they're still important. The world still loves them. They're going to take Archwell, which is this foundation, and they're going to have an opportunity to do what they need to do and kind of craft um, a space for themselves. And why shouldn't they? Yeah. you know I, i'm fully in support of that
0: yeah and they'll be unburdened by all the protocols and all the limitations and restrictions and limitations and you can't do this and you can't say that and you right know, it, and just kind of it does free them up to live it does but you it's know there's some people right. saying like the optics are oh well you know
1: megan knew what she was signing herself up for she you know how could she have not researched who you know harry was or researched the family and you know she married him this is what you know, she signed up for it, but let's be real. Uh, Harry's obligation is not the same as Charles or Williams. Mm -hmm. He's he's not going to be king. So there's already a lesser extent of commitment there. And I think that, you know, again, to my earlier point, you don't know what you're getting into until you're actually in it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, people are saying, oh, well, you know, she couldn't get her way. So she left and now she's making millions of dollars. And she was, you know, a, a fairly unknown actress. And this is still a come up for her. But it's just, it's also disappointing because it's she did she gave up so much like she said her career mm-hmm. to marry this man to commit her life to the to the crown, and now you're denying her child of his birthright, mm-hmm. treating her like shit. That she has to go, and that is sad because like she said, so much has been lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really did like the part where you know he was talking about how, um, you know, the money Diana left him. Mm -hmm. you know what really helped them and i think it kind of um he said you know it felt like she knew something like this was going to happen so she wanted to make sure he was okay and that kind of goes to harry was diana's child right william is charles's child you know it's like william belongs to the crown like he's gonna be king he's gonna be you know wrapped up in the establishment forever Mm -hmm. with harry diana you know got to be a bit more of a mother to him mm-hmm. and got to be you know a bit more free with you know how he is gonna kind of live his life because he doesn't have to be so caught up in in all of that right right and he talked about that like he said you know his father and his brother
1: are trapped mm-hmm. like their lives are not their own they don't mm-hmm. have the, the freedom to make a decision like he could like he's made you know um it will make a constitutional crisis if that happened, but um, I don't know. I think that this whole interview is really a, a hit to the to the uh, British royal family and the British media. Uh, I think that they were honest. I believe everything that they've said, and it kind of makes the crown look irrelevant or archaic, and 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 not with the times, you know. And I think that that might have made some members of the family jealous because I think that going forward, a lot of the public opinion and focus is still going to be on Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Because of who they are as individuals.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, I wouldn't say they're archaic or outdated. Their practices are. Like, they the practices, are yes. very, you know, rigid mm-hmm. in a lot I mean, of
2: things. In my opinion, I feel like.
1: Harry married up. I feel like Megan is the star. You know, yeah, he was born into this family, but uh-huh. I feel like she's the compelling one. She's the interesting one. She's the she's the star, you know? And um,
2: I'm sure that's why he was attracted to her. But she she's special. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So one good thing from the interview was that we found out. That she is due later this summer and they're having a girl. Yeah. So that was, ha- that was happy.
0: So it was yeah. good to know. Yeah. yeah, and Harry was just so happy. Do you have any uh, guesses on names? I'm not playing the name game because Why? last time, uh-uh. They <laughs> gooped me last time with that. But Archie, RG. child. Nobody saw that comment. Nobody. So mm-hmm. I'm not even doing this with y'all this time. I feel like the baby's name, because she's a girl and both
1: Harry and Megan's mother's name to start with d might be a d name
0: Could, uh okay
1: that's a tribute because there's doria and diana i don't think they're going to name the baby diana no um you know but i think a, just a, a name that starts with d like daphne oh. but maybe bridget can fuck that up <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but it's going
0: to yeah. be something unexpected like a daphne um yeah it's going to be untraditional for real untraditional but we shall see. We'll see this summer. They put out a new picture this morning. Um, with we're we at. I think it was they took it at the same time as they took the first pregnancy picture. Okay. Because um, it's in the same like that wooded area. Harry has on I think the same outfit. Uh huh. But um, Megan has on, like a different dress, and then Archie's in the picture as well. Okay. It's still black and white, and it's still um, that same guy who took the pic that first picture on his iPad. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, it's the same. It has that same kind of look. So I, I feel like they took it the same day. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, any other
0: takeaways? Any other comments from the historic interview? No, it was it was emotional. It was raw. It was, you know, they were vulnerable. They were, you know, honest. And I just feel like you know this was a. Very good interview. I don't think anyone could have done a better job than Oprah did at yeah, Oprah keeping it conversational. The um, you know, and she didn't let them slide. Like she would bring up, you know, the question again if you you didn't answer my question the first time, right? She what asked is your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the relationship with William? And um, yeah, I, I feel like they were at ease, and it was a good two hours. Yeah, it was yeah. it's a long two hours, but good. Well, all on commercials. Yes, child. All right. Well,
1: thank you for listening to our a uh, royal special uh, with Meghan Markle. I really enjoyed it. I'm wishing them nothing but the best.
0: Yeah, and thank you all for listening to our to this. If you have um, any kind of you know mental health situations or you want to yes. talk to someone, please you know Google some resources. We'll be sure to put some in the show notes as well.
1: Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is.
0: Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at Category Is at gmail.com check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.